Wow, that's very nice of her. Meanwhile, Jack's just jangle dogging. Dude, you you need to have a no jangle like zone. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. Cut it out, Jack. You're not getting overtime for this. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone who doesn't carry a 7-inch K-bar but should. It's Mark. Hey, guys. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we watched 2014's Dark Was the Night, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do Beers for Fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Okay, so I might be getting ahead of myself here a little bit, but... Um... Oh, shit, yeah. Also, there will be spoilers for <laughs> yeah. 2014's Dark Was the Night. They might be included in our beer selections. I forgot about that part. It's been, it feels like it's been a while since we've recorded. It does. It feels like it's been ages. Uh, in any case, yeah. I had not seen this movie before I selected my beers uh, and just do the timing of things. Uh, that was when I went to the liquor store. So I got two that I felt like were probably like good guesses. And I feel like they kind of landed, but I'm going to do both because they're both like half good. <clears throat> so... That doesn't equal one full good. You realize that, right? <laughs> well, it's still enough to beat Jack, and that's really all I care about. Cool. Uh, so the first off one was I knew that the guy was a uh, cop, so I figured he was going to be off-duty, so I'm drinking off-duty IPA. Uh, nice. It's, it's squatters. It's a good IPA, and I mean, I'm sure that this wasn't really in his job description, so kind of counts. <laughs> uh, the second okay. one, and this one's really going <laughs> to ruin me, but it's an Imperial Stout by uh, Great Divide. Woof. Called yeah. Yeti. And it looks like Yeti. a bomber. Yeah. yeah. It's the Yeti Great Divide series. is one of my favorite breweries in the country. Mm, me as well. I'm sure there will be discussion later on whether or not Yeti is a good qualifier for this movie. But uh, yeah, uh, there will be. There will be discussion on that. There will also be discussion on whether you make it to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Time well, will tell. Not bad, Mark. Not bad. Jake, yeah, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? That's better than his usual effort. That's for damn sure. I'm good at this game. Screw you guys. Um, yeah, mine, mine's from a brewery, uh, another one in Massachusetts. I'm kind of doing a tour to Massachusetts like Mark is doing a tour to Utah. Luckily, to we have more aptly named breweries for horror movies, I think it's safe to say. Um, my brewery this week is Night Shift Brewing Okay. in Mass. Yeah, okay. and the, makes sense. The beer, name, the beer name is uh, Fuzzy, and it's an IPA, but... Fuzzy coming from Night Shift. It's yeah, an, it's an okay effort. It's all I could muster, man. I feel as though I should quibble with your characterization of Mark's beers. At least one of them is decidedly not from Utah. Oh yeah, well he did do the squatters, and he usually does Utah. Yeah, but he does. That's have, fair. He mixed it up thing. with Colorado this week. Yeah. yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's fair, um, Jake. That's pretty good. It's okay. Um, you? I am drinking, I got a couple of beers, they, uh, full disclosure, I did not have time to go to the store to pick up any I'm beers, one's so a, one's I could a Pabst. scrounge up. <laughs> one is decidedly a Pabst, because, much like a small town sheriff who's overwhelmed by the mysterious goings on outside, I don't have too much time to do anything besides work, so I gotta make do with what I've got, and what I've got is Pabst. The shoe um, warning involved in that. <laughs> 
And the other that I've got uh, over to the side here is a Rustler IPA, uh, because Rustlers sneak up in the night and make noises in the bushes and leave footprints and steal livestock. Um, that's what Rustlers do, and that's what the monsters in this movie do. Are you saying that this is a movie about a Rustler? In a way, yes. Hmm. I mean, spoiler, several Rustlers, but... Ooh. Yeah. Major, you're jumping in, you're diving right in. I'm diving right in. Yeah. Um, but So that's what I got. I mean, cool. for just going with what I had in the fridge, I think that's pretty damn good. It's okay, Jack. On both fronts. Yeah. Well, speaking of diving in, let's dive into what's been rocking our horror worlds. I like that. Um, I actually had a chance to watch a movie this week. I couldn't sleep on yes. Tuesday night. <clears throat> so I watched uh, The Windmill <laughs> I love the way you talk Netflix. about this, too. You say it like you're so surprised in yourself. I actually had a chance to do something. <laughs> well, it's out of the ordinary for me. For this horror <laughs> podcast. It's really I'm, obsessive. I'm, I'm impressed with myself. I'm, I'm supposed you, to be a professional. I'm, I'm two for two now. Two weeks in a row I've been able to watch a movie. Well, I mean, last year we actually forced you to, and you yeah. kind of did it in like three different spurts. So, And by year, he means week. He's not good at things, listener. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this week I watched The Windmill. Uh used to be called The Windmill Massacre, I think. When we reviewed it or when we looked at it for HRR, it was called The Windmill Massacre. Yeah. Or we're just uh, really bad at identifying what the name of it was. No, I think it is still The Windmill parenthetically The Windmill Massacre. Well, I think uh, it's how it's like build on Does things. it not have a different name depending on the country of release? Am I making that up? I don't know. Okay. I was just looking at the IMDb like headline page. Got it. So tell us well, about and- it. It was more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Okay. It's not great. Uh, but one, I was not expecting it to be in English. Most of the movie's in English. And I, for whatever reason, thought it was going to be subtitled. Wow. Um, I definitely some of it, is it to be English. Racist. Yeah. Some titles, so, some parts of it are subtitled. But for the most part, it's just an English movie. Um, yeah. Is it, it's, is it at least like the main chick, like a like an American tourist? Or do they explain why? Half she's of an Australian tourist. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, then. it's so. So the the conceit of the movie is that it's like this ragtag bunch of tourists go on a tour of Holland to check out historical sites, and then there's a surprise windmill where there shouldn't be a surprise windmill. Surprise windmill. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As you gentlemen know, this uh, this movie hit me hard because my whole family was killed by a surprise windmill attack when I was young. Yeah, that's yep. rough, um, man. Way to face so, your fears. Yeah, you know, I dove right in. No, it's a uh, it's like a supernatural slasher. Um. And I won't give too much away, but the slashings are very fun. They go well. It's kind of one of those where they all have a sin, and so they're getting their sins revealed one by one as they die, and that gets a little tiresome. Like, three-quarters of the way through the movie, they still think they're surprising you with some of these people are sinners. Divine sin, like Seven Deadly? Not like Seven Deadly, like you did something bad in your past that you're running from now. Are they, like, sufficiently bad, or is it like, you jaywalked one time? Yeah. They're pretty bad. Like the main chick, I guess I won't spoil that movie. Don't, we're not here to spoil, we're not that, here movie. To spoil that movie. Fair They're enough. worse than jaywalking. <clears throat> Except for there's a couple of innocent people that they shoehorned in there because I think the story writer, the screenwriters backed themselves into a corner. So then there's a throwaway line later on where they're like, and the innocent people that are always here, they play this role in this cycle. Great. But <laughs> it was, I mean, you're not watching it for the story. Clearly it's about a surprise windmill. Um, yep. The practical effects weren't quite where they should have been, but they were fun. It was a good movie. It wasn't bad by any means. I give it a recommend if you're bored, but that's about it. It's on Netflix, so it's free. It was too long. How long is it? <laughs> he just continues. 
uh, 96 minutes or something. Too it's long. It's too long. It's a tight 90 minutes. Way too long. It It's too long. I bet First it, off, it is not a tight 90 minutes. has to be 90. I bet at least four of those minutes were credits, Jack. Uh, maybe. It's, regardless, <laughs> it was too long. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not, Mark, not how about you? What's been rocking your horror world? So I also only saw one. Um, I guess I'm less proud of it than, than Jack was, but I saw the movie Pet. Uh, it's available to stream on Amazon Prime. The Dominic Monaghan joint? Yes. Yeah, so Mary mm. or Pippin or whoever he was from Lord of the Rings. He was, he was Mary. So there you Mary go. Mary Brandybuck. He was Hedy Wainthrop's young ward is what he was. And that's what he'll best be known for, I eh. think. Eh. You'll find. Eh. So he's a dog catcher. <laughs> he got into Farmer Maggot's crop. <laughs> oh my god. He's 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 actually not even really a dog catcher. He's just like a veterinarian's assistant or something at, at an animal shelter. And he falls in love with this girl. Uh we knew a guy like that. So this push is comes exactly to shove. it's exactly like Rocky so far. <laughs> push comes to shove. Uh kidnappings happen, mistakes are made, everyone winds up a little bit embarrassed about what just happened. Um uh-huh. Uh-huh. this was I guess I don't know exactly what I was expecting going in. I had heard uh, relatively good things. Okay. And I, I'm not... Uh, I, I was just totally caught off guard by this movie. It was a completely different movie than what I was anticipating. It's not It's not like a full-on gore, torture porn type thing, which is kind of what the trailer made it seem like. It's really more of... I hate to use this term as a subgenre, but it's really more of a psychological horror. Um, interesting and kind of in the same vein as the windmill i would guess it, it's about like revealing the sins <laughs> of the people in the movie and okay. kind of it's talking really about weird. who they actually are okay <laughs> so i i'd give this a very tenuous recommend it, it's a well-made movie well acted uh it, it was interesting but uh it, it's a little bit of a different fare than what you're what you're used to it's a pretty like intense dark movie so if you're wanting How something, did you watch it? Uh, it's all free on Amazon Prime. Okay. And again, can that movie is right. called Pet. Can you reveal what the main culprit of your surprise was without spoiling something for the listener, or no? I'll leave it open. This is going to be a better movie if you go in cold. I think. Cool. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. That's, that's all I got this week, fair. Jake. That leaves you. It does. And in a surprising turn of events, I watched one horror movie. So boom, mm-hmm. nice symmetry. Good. That's yeah. it. That's the end of your thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. We can just cut. Uh, I watched a black and white horror movie. Well, for the most part, this week one that I've been wanting to see since we we talked about it for HRR quite a few months ago. At this point, I checked out the Similars. Okay. Oh, is or, that black and white? That's the one uh, where they're all on the bus of, station. It's right? mostly washed out. There are there is the use of color in certain circumstances during the movie. I think to just. I don't know, emphasize the style. It's really kind of bookended by a little bit of color, but the core of it is black and white. And in a certain way, it's exactly what I was expecting in that (laughs) it felt like a Twilight Zone episode. And that was both to the movie's benefit and kind of a detriment at the same time. And what I mean by that is if you like the Twilight Zone and that sort of kind of mind fuckery that has that feeling um you're going to like this movie but it when you try to when you take that and you extend it to 90 minutes it feels really fucking long 
Yeah, that's fair. That yeah, um, like now, I would I have preferred I... this to have just been a Twilight Zone length short, basically. I'm pretty sure that because... would just be a Twilight Zone episode that already exists, but probably. <laughs> well, it's similar to a few. I'm not going to spoil. You, you guys it. know that one Twilight Zone episode where the guy wakes up and he's the same, but everybody else is different. Yes. Yeah, that was a good that was joke. Jack. Both a Twilight Zone joke and a Seinfeld reference. Yeah. So. Fire it on which, all for, which one are you going to use? Thanks for playing along, guys. Um, in, the, in in fairness, I was drinking from my beer, so I couldn't really verbalize my response. Now, I think I picked the Similars as my top one that month, as I recall. It was like sometime in the fall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you give it a recommend or a not recommend? I would give it a recommend if you are interested in that style. I mean, it leans so far into it's twilight zone sort of inspiration that i i think okay. that if you're not interested in that you're not going to get anything out of it because it is weird and i think some people were probably i, I did a little bit of looking on this because i found it pretty interesting and i think people were a little bit down on the movie um i saw a lot of comments out there about it being kind of stupid but if you like silly stupid but if you really okay. look at like a lot of different Twilight Zone episodes and the concepts and really the execution, there's a lot of silly, stupid things happening in those too. I think people absolutely. Just, I think people just tend to forget that and put it on a pedestal. Like this felt very. I thought it was a pretty good execution of that style of storytelling, and it really reminded me of one episode of the Twilight Zone in particular, which I I won't say here. Uh, it had some silliness to it, but. I'd, I'd recommend it if you're into that sort of thing, but just know that it's pretty damn long. Is it Five Strangers you... in Search of an Exit? <laughs> Stop drinking your beer right when we ask you questions, dude. That's Is it Terror at 20,000 Feet? How did you watch this movie? It's on Netflix, so okay. give her I a I might actually so, watch this one. If I remember correctly, this is a Mexican movie, right? Um, it is. It's also it's, it's subtitled, so you have to get through that part if you don't like. Okay, so it is subtitles. in Spanish? Yes, it is. Awesome. There you have it. A bunch right, of tenuous well, recommends. <laughs> One more thing. Jake, I know you mentioned you had a bone to pick with me because of a Twitter interaction that happened recently. I do. I'm still not sure what you're talking about, so inform me what I did that pissed you off. So many things. Well, Jack, I think the first order of business is just to give a, a little shout out to the newest member of the Phantom Podcast Network. Welcome, Horror Junkies. Uh, as of yeah. the night of this recording, they just reached out on Twitter about what just asking hey what's your favorite vacation related horror movie and yeah. jack in his infinite wisdom responds yep, on twitter for site yeah in in response just representing all of us without without even you know asking first yeah dick. unilaterally yeah yeah jumped in yeah uh saying that it was honeymoon which i contend yeah. with i didn't even like that movie okay first off you're an idiot that movie's no great true second off like american werewolf in london and the descent had already been taken okay well i was gonna say american werewolf in london so yeah so i didn't want to use either of those because i'd seen that those were already responses yep plus i that movie is really underrated i feel like it does not get the recognition it deserves that was a good little film i enjoyed the hell out of it and i went with it what would you go with if not american werewolf of london or descent um, well, I would, I wouldn't go with Descent anyway. I don't like that movie a whole lot either. You son of You're a bitch. You're an idiot. Wow, we're gonna have to, that movie's great. Yep. Um, I think it's okay. I don't, I don't dislike it. I like it more than Honeymoon, I can tell you that much right now. I do too. Great. 
Um, vacation horror movies. Yeah, you got The Hills Have Eyes in there. Yeah. <laughs> you got Cape Fear. I, I said mean, it that, felt I like they that might have, have had business at that silver mine, Mark. I'm not sure they were on I said vacation. That was a frown. I mean, it happened to be their anniversary. They didn't clarify where they're going to that silver mine. I'd still like to know. Bermuda Triangle is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If they have to watch these movies that we suggest, we really got to make them watch Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. No, I mean, it's so far American Werewolf in London for me that it's not even funny. If I if I wasn't going to even be able to recommend that, I, I'd run out of real estate pretty damn quickly. You'd, you'd pick Bite? Probably. I'm going to go yeah. with... No, so no. There, there's I mean, a few others in that all, In all fairness, another one that I'd give a shout out to on the vacation sort of idea it's not really a vacation it kind of is i think it counts uh spring i think deserves, i still haven't seen that one i think deserves a definite shout out there because that movie is fucking fantastic i've got two i'm gonna drop on you one is the movie i just watched two or three weeks ago for horror or uh, not horror at least roundup uh horror world uh afflicted found footage movie job, about two, two buddies uh backpacking around europe that's definitely a vacation movie that is yep. unique and good and entertaining and well-made. Um, but let me let me float this one past you. Go ahead. It's not necessarily a vacation movie, but there are, it does feature quite a few people who are on summer vacation. What about Jaws? Does Jaws count? Uh, I do not think Jaws counts. No, it the whole count point is that movie. the town is like exploding because yeah. everyone's going on vacation. Right. There. But it is not a movie center that centers around about a vacation. vacation. It's about a vacation location. Yes. So it's a different thing, Mark. Vacation, <laughs> comma location. Vacation, comma vacationers. <laughs> Neither Roy Scheider nor Quint nor Richard Dreyfus are on vacation. I was mixing character names and actor names because it's complicated. But yeah, that was really odd. <laughs> well, it's it's what I remembered off the top of my head. Good so. job. Good job. Nice. Nailed it. Real good. Hey. I didn't repeat any of, like, I didn't say the same character and actor name, so I think that's pretty good. I got all three of them. Narragansett. It it was an okay effort, similar to Honeymoon being your response for us for that little interaction. Well, that's now our official position. I disagree. Just (laughs) have a bunch of dissenting opinions. Get us to the future presentation. I can't do it. Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2014's Dark Was the Night. Yeah, we did. Jake, this was a you pick. You had to pick this movie based on 2010s and a monster movie, I think? Yeah, I can't remember if it was described to me as monster movie or creature feature. Yeah. I think someone was trying to get cute, so I think that it might have been portrayed as a... Well, I think creature feature was used, let's just say that. Okay. And you picked this one. And we'll talk about what other subgenres it fits into and how well it fits into this one in a little bit. But first, you're going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. I know. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Okay, so Maiden Woods is a small town in upstate New York full of just really nice people. And there we meet our main (laughs) character, who is a sheriff, Paul Shields. He's dealing with some adult fears, which we'll get into. And he's got his new deputy, a city slicker named Donnie Saunders from New York City. They run into some strange happenings in the city. Footprints, people making complaints of livestock being stolen. And the movie just progresses with them trying to track it down and figure out what is making these disturbances. Ultimately, they find out that it's a monster 
and they all, well, they time. time. Yeah. You, you're pretty close. Uh, yeah. There was really nothing else to say. It's like there's not that much that goes on. There's in not this much one. in this movie. It's all about like a town is attacked by a monster. The end. Yeah, Twenty-seven I, seconds. I was really trying to stretch that out. <laughs> so, I mean, you could have gone into the final battle a little bit, right? Uh, he gathers all the town. I would. I would. Ra- I would rather just. That's you could have talked about the this footprints too, since that's kind of like the whole this point. Is a synopsis. Of the thing. He did synopsis. mention the footprints. If there's one thing, the if there's one thing that I didn't mention that I wish I had. It would have been that we kind of honed in on this monster being a representation of the Wendigo. Yes, when yeah. when Wendigo. You well, they also definitely. You also definitely should have honed in on the K bar because the movie sure as fuck does. Eh, I th- I, another another miss I had. If we're talking about misgivings, uh, I really should have honed in on on Claire, played by Sab- Sabina Gadecki. She was cute. Is she his ex-wife or no, still she's the young, current she's wife? She's the younger one, the city slickers love interest. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, she was cute. The store yeah. girl. Yeah, she all was naive cute. and stuff. She was super cute. Yeah, that's true. I really um, fucked that up. Did K Bar sponsor this movie? Probably. We'll we'll talk about that in a bit. We can't. I can't go down that road yet. Yeah, um, we're getting way fair. ahead of ourselves. Yeah. For once, a character has the number of knives I think they should have, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> Jack gives um, this movie a ten. So, first, Knife before realism. we do Through that, let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into. Jake, you've got the easy one. I do, and I already said it. It would be a monster movie. Yep. And I, I definitely think that it is. Um, they do the, like, really slow burn little bits and pieces of the monster, the footprint, the yeah. slash marks. The, the movie uh, The movie is all, about, is all about the reveal, and it's really just kind of carrying its... It's adding plot because it has to while it brings you to its next segment of the reveal. That reveal is a goddamn shame, though, huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, Mark, well, before I go too far down that road, too, hit us with another subgenre of horror that this fits the fuck into. Um, People being fucked with in the woods? <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. they're not. It's not like your traditional you're going camping type thing, but this town is surrounded by wilderness. And they, you know, due to logging, they shuffle this monster out of its wilderness and into their wilderness. This movie I has feel crazy like... conservationist overtones. <laughs> yeah, it really it's, does. It's like, it's almost a shot-for-shot shot remake of the Hallow ending, if you remember that one. I do. Yeah, and it is. They, they share um, very similar shots at different points in the movie. I... I feel like a key element of the people being fucked within the woods is like that one of the premises is that they're in the woods away from their resources, right? And this yeah. movie kind of gets there towards the end of it where everything gets not, cut off because of the weather, not, but he like yeah. has access to his bags full of guns and shit. Like that's, I, I feel like that's a key difference between uh, people being fucked oh, within the woods much. movie and this kind of thing. Yeah, very I hear much. you. It's not perfect, but uh, my back's in a corner, man. I got to pick Mark, something. Mark, I'd also, I'd also like to point out that this movie came out before The Hallow, so. Okay, well, the sh- fine. The Hallow is a shot-for-shot remake of the beginning of this movie. Give credit where it's due. <laughs> that's fair. They came out um, like six months apart. You don't know they were made at different times. That's true. I said this came out before The Hallow. That's all yeah, I Yeah, but maybe The Hallow was shot before this movie. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Don't listen to him, listener. Um, I guess that leaves me. I'm going with independent. <laughs> this is an independent horror movie. Is it? Throws, I don't Jax know anything indi- about... I'm pretty sure Jax is independent every week. 
<laughs> yes. This is definitely an independent. It's a good one that we can't movie. challenge him on. I, I have no idea what the production of this was. This doesn't seem like this, an independent movie. It was distribu it was first it premiered at the Screamfest Horror Film Festival. So not even like a particularly big named film festival. The Dark Tapes was there. <laughs> that helps my point. It's so hard to figure out what truly is like an independent film because at some point like distribution does happen for these like this thing did it was released in theaters right. albeit not until 2015 um that doesn't that doesn't make it independent or not but i like that's such a hard thing to track down it is tough but i think this definitely fits the bill and it <laughs> jack, certainly had the budget of a horror movie jack just chooses the budget it of an independent it's the most hipster movie. possible answer <laughs> all right jake what else you got this then? one's Fuck indie. you blue come up with another one <laughs> yeah if blue is a subgenre then i'm yeah. buying that then this and the ring fit into it <laughs> god damn it man yeah. just oh, generally yeah. things made so, in the pacific northwest uh no mark you had said something that was interesting in our in our chat this week while we were going through the process of having to watch this movie and i'm trying to remember what it was i think you asked like if we could add a segment about what a movie reminded you of, and I don't yep. know what the fuck you were talking about. Yeah, I don't know what that so means either. You're gonna have either. to explain. And this feels so, like as good a time as any because I was the first thing I thought of was the blueness in the ring because that's what it okay. reminded me of. Yeah, so palette. that's a good point. Palette, palette. Uh, so the thing that struck me initially was that opening scene and how similar it was to the closing sequence of the Hallow because they're very similar. Oh yeah, you already um, mentioned that. And then there's also. The other one that really struck me was there's an episode of the X Files where they're in Alaska at a like deserted logging I camp. Know that exact episode. Uh, that is top three best episodes of the X Files. Uh, very similar to this. Monster ends up being different, but uh, very similar yeah. feel. Mark, you don't like the one with the guy with really long arms that reaches through vents sometimes. Sometimes. No. Stretch. No. That one's That's terrible. like the fourth episode. It's the of first the whole episode. series. Is it the very it's, first yeah, one? It's the very first episode. Damn. Um, well, and then he so comes no. back later in season two, but yeah. All right, I'm calling your dogs off. Outside of like uh, the obvious, this is a trees, this is a houses movie. Um, if we had, and we increasing, I increasingly want to have this category, adult fears. Like this is another adult fears horror but that, movie. That's kind of just psychological, right? I just because the kid died. There's so, we okay. I'm sorry. It well no, it should still be adult fears. I'm not sorry. Fuck you, Mark. Adult fears <laughs> sub sub genre. <laughs> kid lost child yeah okay. think about it think about I'll it add it the, adult the invitation pet cemetery mark you didn't even add close to adult fears you had an s-f-u-l-y <laughs> my hands were off like one row okay he's, on. he's just he's just prepping for the drunk text he's halfway through that yeti <laughs> yeah this is really good beer by the way fully endorse this yeti no shit everything by great divide is so good man i don't like claymore that much I don't know what Claymore is. It's the Scotch ale. Oh, I don't like Scotch ales. Yeah, that's, that's the fair. reason. I Jack, I don't have any other subgenres. I'm just fucking around. I don't either. That's clearly that's you already used house and trees. Mark, yeah. you got anything else? One thing we've brought up before is uh, supranatural. Not supernatural, <laughs> but <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> this would be a supranatural movie. It it uh, it would. <laughs> Let's I mean, get out of here. We're done. We're Not done unless we think that the Wendigo actually exists in nature as we know it. I it's... think it's still supernatural. Okay, so that's getting to one of my gripes about this movie. Can we just move on to talking about the thing? Yes, let's talk about the movie. Okay, yeah. so it's not a fucking Wendigo. 
Just because he all. opens, that's what he, he Google searches, though. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all it is. He Google searches it. That doesn't make it a goddamn Wendigo. No, it's it's it like has a, three it's toes. It's like a bipedal lizard. Yeah, it has toes. It's, this isn't a cloven hoof monster. Uh, it's so weird. Like, the Bi-cloven. Wendigo is a monster that has a hoof cloven into three parts. This is not that. This has toes and claws. Yeah, we're so really we're really jumping the gun, guys. You're <laughs> just you you're talking just, about we're talking about getting the movie. into an airing of grievances. I could talk about the K-Bar if you'd like. Let's talk about what this movie did right. <laughs> Just splice in a six-minute rant by Jack about knives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie does a lot of things right. One, the acting is really good by the main guy especially. Kevin Tree, Graham. dude. What? Tree. Is his name Tree? It is in Mystery Alaska, which is the only movie that matters. Oh, okay. He's, he's name... the big guy. Oh, my God. His name Alaska. is Kevin Durand. Durant. Well, he does a tremendous not job. Durant. Yeah, notably, um, it's not the basketball player. Keep that in mind. If you saw this movie, you should fucking know that, though, listener. Come on. Yeah, but maybe they haven't seen it. Then they should not be listening to this part of the episode. Maybe, or they, maybe rely they don't know on who us. Kevin Durant is. Actually, fuck you. I, I don't care. Maybe Listen they rely want. on us to provide our in depth analysis and word poetry to describe to them the screen happenings. Jake, I think 100% of our eight listeners don't watch the movies we watch before listening to this. Yeah, they just listen to it because we're dumbasses and they find it funny. I think yeah. Luke Lucas Haas, who plays Detective Danny from New York City, is pretty good, too. I mean, all in he all, is. like, it's just, it's. I agree with you, Jack. It is a well-acted movie. Um, everyone is, for the most part, pretty believable. I don't think that there's any ham-fisted delivery and Kevin Durand like has a pretty tough role to play because there are there are a lot of scenes where he has to convey emotion through t- just his facial expressions because he's kind of a quiet character in general, and he does a pretty great job. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It must be hard uh, another thing having I to think convey it does, emotions. <laughs> does another thing really well is um, escalation of the monster reveal. I think is kind of spot on for what you want out of these things. Now. We haven't gotten to the what it does poorly. The the ultimate reveal I dislike, but that's fine. Um, the the like escalation of what it shows you about the monster I think is really cool and kind of freaky. And that's actually like if we were to talk about why, let's take a step back. Sort of, um, I chose this movie because you guys put me into the 2010s and asked me for a monster movie. And I just felt like ultimately it was going to be a decision of like, do I want to pick some sort of like guns Godzilla mega monster type deal, or am I going to go in a different direction? And I picked this because of really any all monster movie that I've seen relatively recently. This one does, in my opinion, the best job of the reveal, which to me is the most important part of a monster movie with the notable exception being the gigantic monster, like man, right, like matches. the Kaiju movies are different. Kaiju is totally different. Thank you. Yeah. Um, this I think monster does a masterful Kaiju. job. <laughs> of creature feature, expose it over time, give you bits and pieces to escalate tension and dread. Absolutely. So you must have seen this thing before then, huh? Mm-hmm. I'd watched this on my own accord. Uh, I'd seen it on, it's been on Netflix for quite a while. I'm actually fairly certain this has previously made an appearance on what's been rocking Jake's horror world. It has. That may oh, have okay. been, that may have been like one of the lost episodes before we actually started publishing these, but I, yeah. we've definitely talked about this before. For sure. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I'd seen it. Neither of you guys had. That's an interesting scenario for us where two of the listeners are going in totally blind on a movie, um, which I guess is why I'm more interested, knowing that's why I picked it. 
and we're in the section of what it did right. Jack, it sounds like you agree. Mark, you haven't said much. As far as what? You didn't really provide a prompt there. You just said, do I agree? In terms of the reveal of the monster. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I agree with you guys. To some extent, though, there are points where it's kind of cheap. Uh, you can tell they're like very much trying to not reveal the thing. <clears throat> the, specifically, I think there's that scene on the road when it pulls the deer away. Uh, and they use its movement as the cut frame, right? So normally as you cut, you get like a wipe. They use like the frame of the monster to wipe to the next frame. So you get a, quote, glimpse of the thing. It's literally like a frame-long outline of the thing. And, and I mean, I get what they're going for, but it's... I, I don't know. I could I could tell they were deliberately trying to hide the thing. And, and They certainly are. And Mark, to that point, when, they, when he first goes to the barn and the thing's still there, and he's like shining the flashlight around, there's a scene that's very, very reminiscent, and I think has to be an homage to a scene from Signs, where you just see the thing's ankle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but whereas in Signs, the thing, like, ran into the cornrows, this thing, he just, like, stopped holding the flashlight at it. Yeah, <laughs> so all and you there's, see like, a the camera ankle. jerk or a weird And that's cut. a very less believable reveal. Yeah, like, exactly. That you can't see more of it than the one in Signs. Yeah, I mean, it so becomes... That. that makes sense. It becomes better if he doesn't just stand there aghast, and if he kind of goes to investigate, and he just doesn't find anything. Right. That seems also weird to me, because... Up to this point in the movie, and later on in the movie, this guy is not a coward in any way, shape, or form. He's just a hero who has bad memories of his son dying, but, like, who is just a heroic guy who doesn't seem to care too much about dying. But then in one scene, he's like, nope, alright, it's dark now, time to go home. We're all going home. I'll, I saw a monster, but I'm going home. You'll be fine, trust me. That's probably the appropriate decision to make. Yeah, but it's so inconsistent with when his son's in the backseat of his car, he wanders out into the woods without pulling his gun, just wandering out there after this monster. Okay. Meanwhile, when you've got your deputy there with a shotgun, that's the night you choose to, nope, we're all going home. Fuck this monster. He's only eating this crazy old guy's horses. I, again, I still feel like, aside from leaving your son in the back of a patrol car, I still feel like that's probably <laughs> the good decision to make. Well, but I, mean, I think it is. I'm just saying it's inconsistent with the rest of the decisions he makes yeah that's probably true yeah he's cavalier enough most of the time yeah but he's also of the time he's he's also used to like exactly he's also used to kind of this small town like he's been there for a long time unlike his deputy right so he's used to there not being a legitimate threat and i think that like at that point he's still like i had some animal like it's dark just kind of right we'll take care of this shit later yeah i mean it is We'll take care of it later, you know. But he saw the thing's foot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he probably thought. I mean, it, was it could have been a Komodo dragon. Thought it was an they emu. have those. <laughs> an emu. And yeah, sure. <laughs> Jake went emu. I went Komodo dragon. So, if you haven't seen, <laughs> well, I was going to go with the, uh, what the, the approximation of this is. <laughs> I was going to go with the demon from Paranormal Activity. So, well, that's just invisible. So, and it turns into a the boy same footprint. On. It's just had a boy. the same footprint, ish. Ish. When they Except see the for the few times this one has a hoof footprint. I mean, maybe it's like a boy-girl thing. Like, there's a bunch of these. Spoiler. So, maybe some all have right. claws, some have hooves. Maybe what does front, the movie do Maybe their wrong. front hands Yeah, it seems like that's all you guys want to talk about. Mark's hooves. just rambling like an idiot about God knows what. <laughs> I'm providing an explanation. I don't think you are. 
<laughs> if you listen to me once in your goddamn life, that's not you realize happen. that I am. Uh, the effects is what this movie does wrong. Yes. On it's so many terrible, levels. Terrible, 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 terrible CGI. Yeah, I don't oh know my what the goddamn budget was, but they didn't have any for Monster. The budget and was enlisting like a 200 level too. CG animation class from a local college. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's weird. And they because show it. They show all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just sort of ends. It really does, man. I. <laughs> it's weird because they, throughout the movie, throughout the reveal process that is this movie, they do such a good job of, like, when they give you bits and pieces. Like, all of that still looks pretty good. Like, that's not all CG, but then they just had nothing left over for the grand reveal. And I think that if that's the case, don't show all of it. Don't. Like, I'm with you. I, it sucks because, like... Y- at a certain point, like you're making a monster movie, so you're kind of you're expected at some point to show the monster. But if yeah, you're gonna, you really have to, if you're not able to do a good job of showing the monster, it's like, should you even be making this movie? What is the budget for this movie? Like, what movie are you trying to make? Why are you trying so to make a monster movie? So here's how I think they could have done it differently. They could have continued to show it running out of frame, even when he's in the full-on fight with it. They could have shown it like crawling in the rafters above him from a distance, and then they could have practically built some kind of horrifying monster for the corpse. That because every other time it's in the shadows. It's only when they're in that chapel and it just like stands full up. That's the time when you're like, oh, that can yeah, be cool. really expensive, though. I mean, I was I was listening to an interview that uh, Planet Money did with uh, the director of that movie, The Boy Next Door, or whatever. It was a Blumhouse joint, and like he was talking about trying to hit their budget of four million dollars or something like that. And uh, they had a they had a scene where they had to stab a fake head. And just a single fake head that you can stab once that is practical, made out of latex or whatever, costs like 30 grand. So building an yeah. entire, like, corpse you, puppet. You that, don't need that, to, though. You can get, like, a feral monster that people have used for, like, the Montauk monster and shit. Like, not just get a feral animal, let it decompose a little bit, and film that. It'll be fine. I'm just what? I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> just put a, put an ad out on Craigslist. Do you have any feral monsters that are decomposing in your garage? Do you know Do you know about the Montauk monster? Does it have anything to do with the chupacabra hopping on a train and going to no going to no? New that's Jersey. the Jersey Devil oh, whole okay. thing. That's what's, a whole other theory. What's the, the Montauk, Montauk monster, monster is like an upstate New York monster that's supposedly washed up on the shore of something near something that I, has something to do with nuclear wow. energy. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's Long Island. That's upstate New York, sure. Not um, really. <laughs> um, I don't think it's Long Island, but whatever. Montauk something is near on something Long that Island. has something to do with something. Montauk is Montauk is on <laughs> but Long it's, Island. It's like a, a cryptid that ended up being just a decomposing raccoon. That it looks genuinely terrifying. Sure, but that's it's a, fine. But like, how are you going to make something that's large enough? You, kill you don't a, need to. You kill a snow leopard. You let it decompose in your garage for a few a days. Snow leopard. Snow a leopard. mangy snow leopard. Yeah, like a mangy, mangy snow leopard. Why would you choose a snow leopard? Why would you pick the like the rarest animal? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just watched some Planet Earth he, earlier. He he that, that's why. Stuck he in my Why? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so the effects are bad. What I, else did the movie? I do feel like, like well, you could. Oh. Be, okay. Beyond. Oh. Be, like in the same vein as effects, like we touched on earlier, they use crazy filters for no fucking reason whatsoever. 
there's like the first few scenes of this movie are nigh on unbearable to watch because the literal only color is blue. So I don't know if they're trying to like convey sadness through their palette, but my God, it's so on the nose if they are <laughs> like, what's the point? Yeah. There can't be any other point. I would legitimately I buy that their camera was broken and they didn't realize it until post. Honestly, why did that's they do it in the it. ring? Everything that what, here's what's weird though, right? Everything that's filmed, it's all outside. If something is outside, it's blue. And if it's inside, it looks fine. So I would imagine they're using the same camera regardless. So I'm thinking it's some sort of filter they used that was for like outdoor light and it was fucked. Yeah, for like the record, I don't think it was because the camera was broken. I'm pretty it's sure it's supposed they to knew. make you like whenever he's outside, it's supposed to instill the feeling he has when he thinks about his dead kid or something like that. Well, but Dude, even I- so, I think there was an inside thing. After a while, I started wondering whether or not it was when he was in uniform versus out of uniform, but then it petered off. So, yeah, I tried, it, that's I the tried other thing is about like, it a lot. it's not tied because I, I went also. I also thought it was going to be inside outside for a while, but it's not tied to that. I remember there. I think there's a scene in the police station that's also blue. So it's like. I, hmm. If they I were trying to make a point, that's one thing, but it's no, I thought it so was inconsistent and they weren't trying to I have make no idea point. what to, how to evaluate it. <laughs> I thought it was just like something fucked happened when they were in ambient lighting outside. They just, I think it was on purpose. I just don't know what the purpose was. <laughs> they, they let someone sneak into their editing studio and just hit a bunch of buttons, and they were like, okay, let's go with it. <laughs> blue. It's very blue. It's a very blue movie for random scenes. Yeah. But, Mark, finally, I get to prove my point that a small-town sheriff carries a knife. Couple That's, knives, Is that what actually. it did wrong? No. No, I'm out of that segment. I don't What You're, else did it do wrong? So, in fairness, What, are you, Jeff, what segment are you into? <laughs> just talking about the movie. Just talking horror movies. Jack, so, if you listen closely, you'd realize you're only proving my point. The guy from Killer Clowns from Outer Space was not the sheriff. He and the Donnie does not carry any knives in this movie. I'm pretty sure he has a small folding knife clipped to his pocket. At least you can see the thing on the outside of his pocket. He just doesn't have a K-bar hanging from this his This sounds pocket. like one of those bullshit stories. Which I still maintain is a mistake. But oh my God. this K-bar is so prominently featured. <laughs> it was Chekhov's K-bar, right? The second they zoom in on it on his night bedside table, you know this is how he's going to kill the final monster, right? It might have been, occurred- it, it been a sponsorship. Like, did, did did you guys notice that when you were watching the movie? Not, Not the all. first time, but the second time. Because I knew okay, it, I knew I, it happened. This is the first time I'd seen this movie, and you see it on his belt but very prominently. I think it requires an obsession with K-bars and knives in general, which you have. I only have two K-bars. Ex- once again. That's two more only K-bars one of these than seven the average K-bars. American has. I don't know if that's true. It's true. It's I did the math myself. <laughs> Listener, if you, like know, if you even know what a K-bar is, than the let us know. Has. I mean, the it. mere fact that I have one K-bar at least means that the average American has more than zero K-bars, even if it's point zero 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 one. Yeah, but I'm talking sig figs here, Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's an asinine comment you just made. The funny thing is, like, I didn't even really notice any of the knives in this movie, aside from the like the final kill scene. It just gets back to like the things you notice. In movies, like Jack notices knives and the timestamp from found footage movies. <laughs> I notice what video games are on in the background. It, yeah, because because I watch this movie like because the, they show it prominently on his belt, and then the first time they show him in bed, it's like out of its sheath and on his nightstand, 
and it's then in they like show a, it a lot box. more times. It's back. Yeah, there. and then when he's in his office late at night, he's like using it to kind of dig into his desk a little fidgeting. And then the third time they showed it prominently, I was like, oh, he's gonna kill the final monster with that. So then when he lost the gun in the final fight, I was like, yay, I know what's happening, and I'm right. It must be hard being you. Yeah. It is. It's brutal. So to get back mm. to the actual like progression of the show, Jake, <laughs> what did this movie not do right? I feel like I interrupted you when I started talking about blueness. Not really. I mean, that's kind of what I was going to say, too. Oh. We're on the same page, then. Monsters don't look good. Movie doesn't look good. Yeah. Aside from I mean, that... I. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't have much else that I don't think it did right. Like, yeah, it, it didn't do a lot of stuff wrong. Yeah. And yet we spent like four seconds on the what did it do right segment. People were just. No, we spent a long time on that because it did a lot of stuff right. A bit. Okay. The, look, I, I think this movie does more right than it does wrong. Review spoilers, I guess. And I think that's kind of what happens when you build off of folklore and unsolved mysteries and shit is the concept is good enough that regardless of how hard you fuck up the effects, it's probably <laughs> going to be decent. I spent yeah, but what a good amount of time reading up about this devil's footprints phenomenon thing that they're actually basing this movie off of. Right. So which was in England, right? Yeah. 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 So there was a whole doohickey of from the beginning of the a, movie when they find those doohickey. like tarry footprints, a uh, similar thing happened. I don't think it was tarry footprints, but it was like impressions in the snow made for a hundred kilometers or whatever the hell in the British countryside. And it like went over houses and over barns and shit. And people just thought it was the devil coming to see him. It was in like 1800 something. Yeah. But that has been widely discredited. I think, right? Like uh, that's just a fucking bullshit. Widely hoax. discredited Jack. Yeah. No, that's exactly one, what the especially. government wants you to think, Jack. You're just a sheeple. <laughs> God. Fair enough. But yeah, Fair there have enough. been a bunch of... It's, it's still technically an unsolved mystery, but there have been a, a myriad of possible explanations, none of them technically affirmed, but whatever. What are you going to do? So, I mean, go with the null hypothesis, right? Which is that it's done. We did it. We disproved it. Jack, that sentence what? made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> the, the I think you meant to say Occam's razor instead of null hypothesis. Happens. Mark, the null hypothesis, when something unexplainable <laughs> happens, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary unless there's evidence indicating that it was. I hate you so much. You literally can't... It, it's not on the scientific <laughs> world to disprove that something supernatural might have happened. Something, okay, let's move past this. Whatever. <laughs> yes, we've proven the null hypothesis. Nailed it. So no, this you isn't you necessarily never need to something... prove the null hypothesis. I'm not trying to, like, add to the list of things this did wrong, because I don't think this is something that the movie did wrong, but I do feel like it... I felt like there was a little too much time spent on the we lost a kid and we're, like and our marriage is in shambles and we're kind of estranged bit. I felt like there yeah, was too much of that. I didn't like, need that so much. Well, it's an easy it's an easy train ride toward character development. You I can guess. just slap that onto any character and boom, but, suddenly they're they're But deep. like I don't need the scene. I mean, I I don't need a lot of the scenes. 
I, we don't need the scene like explaining it. We get it when they find the pictures in his desk and he's like looking off into the distance thinking about the kid. We don't need then his wife telling him it wasn't your fault. It could have happened to anyone. You weren't. Yeah, she, you know she I mean? did not need to go goodwill hunting on him. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Sean, it wasn't your fault. But it's like if they take those out, like what's left in the movie? Because that's his entire character is just categorized by this torture that he's going like. He's Almost. just. He is just like sulking the whole movie and he's like so down and he's questioning himself and his ability to help the town and his position and his manhood and all of that shit. Like fucking Mr. Lonely is the night over here is just such a sad <laughs> sack the whole movie that I, I don't know. It it belabored the point. But here's another big part of his character is making cinnamon toast for dinner i think is oh, what he makes so his son poorly. for dinner so that's cinnamon, something this cinnamon toast is, is no no grown-ass man could make cinnamon toast that poorly <laughs> <laughs> no adult if he was in an infomercial if he was a guy in an infomercial he could do that bad yeah job. one of those ones on like nhl network at like 10 p.m in the middle of the season exactly where don't someone's you like hate shooting themselves toast? in the knee with a nail gun because they don't know how to use it <laughs> isn't it hard opening a bag of chips ow <laughs> <laughs> so on the subject of scenes that totally didn't need to be there but provided character development the one scene that is wildly irrelevant but also phenomenal and i'm so glad they left it in the movie uh i know when they called say. into the teacher's office <laughs> yeah because <laughs> the kid keeps using the word pecker <laughs> you said uh, and they're yeah. just cracking it up it that was a great scene that, see, that's that's a really good scene because yeah i like i like the that- subtle like straight face but he's clearly cracking up that's the kind of character development they need in movies like this because you get it like you get the kind of people they are and it's funny and and the kind of town they live in and why that's a problem and then walking notable in that scene they also slide in the dead kid so they also still provide the dead kid right i was i was walking a fine line with that one because i don't think that it was like too much exposition i just feel like every scene that's not monster related is somehow dead kid sadness adult fear related but if that had been the sole one it would have been terrific yeah yeah i don't know you need to provide like balance yeah hard balance i I guess the point we're getting at here is you need to provide more like human interactions that are believable i think what they like the pecker scene and not just a bunch of people being like your kid's dead that must be sad Hmm." yeah (laughs) i think what they could have done is they could have leaned on uh deputy donnie a little more than they did Sure, because they so, build his character a bit, but not. He had an interesting backstory, and they they just yeah, touched shot. on it. Actually, I liked it, but they, they probably could have gone a bit deeper with that, and it would have made the just sea of your kid died a little <laughs> bit more bearable. They should have just had like a totally like meta scene where Kevin Durant's character was like, "You got shot. That's sad," and then Donnie, <laughs> Detective Donnie's just like, "Your kid died. That's sad," and that's the entire scene. I should write movies. I do feel like they deleted some scenes when Donnie is um, really because first he starts you going feel after like the they bar. Edited this movie is that what you're saying? But I'm saying they deleted some crucial scenes from because Donnie starts going to the the bar run by the dickhead who hates no Kevin Durand no it's run by I he think goes his, there at least his once name's, his name's Paul in the movie we Paul no there's he that. just go it's like the one town bar it's run by the dude who is like part Cherokee. Right, like, he's a good guy, but he's there and he's like hanging out and having a good time, and I'll have another. And then the next time they interact, he's like, "You want me to hit him?" Cherokee, that's drive. a different guy. 
That's a different. No, guy. I think it's the same no, guy. No, the bar. The was dude who the owns the guy? bar and tends bar, and then the kid, the younger guy who's kind of a dickhead to him, are different people. So I thought that was the same guy. What are you doing? I'm singing Cherokee people <laughs> in the background of your riveting conversation. God, <laughs> so proud to die. <laughs> oh fuck, that's racist somehow. <laughs> that is a like uncomfortable song to listen to at times. I'll give you that much. <laughs> How often do you listen to that song? It's a good. Uh, I don't want to say it's a good song, but it's like it's a good song. <laughs> How often do you listen to that song? Every night before bed. Every once in a while. It actually is alarm. <laughs> it's every morning when I get up. It, it rouses me out of bed. Oh, God. Manifest destiny, Mark. Okay, last question before we get to ratings. No. Donnie, Donnie's actor, Lucas Haas. Does he remind either of you guys of Dr. Andre Nozick from The League? Because I cannot... They don't even look alike. Something about that guy. I nah. can't... I, I just imagine him being Andre Nozick. Wow. Not at all. Yeah, okay. Paul Shear is the actor you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't know his name. It's weird. They don't yeah. they don't even look alike and I can't separate the two in my head. No, they don't. I I was reminded of the the skinny so kid who dances around to the tricky song in that teen movie. Road oh, trip. God. I see. I actually he, I'm upset cuz I think I know, I know exactly who you're talking about and I yeah, also had that thought but could not figure out how to reference him because he's just <laughs> disappeared from pop no, culture. No. He's most recently in uh The Man in the High Castle. I have not yeah. seen that. Okay, well, Mark, I haven't either. Great. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> that was in perfect synchrony, which means we've gotten to ratings. Such an ass. Wow. Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe, so proud to live, so proud to die. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Doc Ellis would rate the legitimacy of him getting a ticket for his dogs being on a golf course. They only bark at the golfers if they come close to the game. Right. They bark at the workers, and that's it. And if anybody else is on, they're going to bark at them. That's who they're barking at, the people that have had no business on there. And for 10, think of how Michelle Therrien would rate the softness of the 2006 Penguins team. Not impressed. It's a pathetic performance. Half of the team doesn't care. They turn the puck over, you know, they have no vision. They soft, like, I never see a bunch of defensemen soft like this. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. Rate it for story. It's an interesting story to rate because <laughs> it's not <laughs> like, rate. it is because not a lot is happening in this movie outside of, we talked about it, right? Like, outside of kind of taking you from one bit of the revelation of what this monster is to the next you really just have sequences of character development via sad sack cop and his estranged wife and very little done with the other characters but for some reason like that small town vibe still shines through and i think that overall the simplicity of that matched with what we mentioned earlier in the episode, kind of those environmentalist overtones, it strikes a balance that for me worked, but I would totally understand someone giving this a lower score. I'm going to give it a six and a half. I I'm right on board with you. I actually gave it a seven. I think this okay. is super effective and maybe it didn't come across when we were talking about it, but I 
really enjoyed the way it develops and the way they progress. I really like the way it progressively cuts off resources. Like, first it's just a small town and there's not that much he can do, but then he can't get help from the Forest Service. Then the weather's really bad. Then they all have to go to this church. Like, I like that it just keeps getting more and more... It feels more and more... Ah, like just tightening on him, and they're like, "There's nothing he can do," and I think that's really well handled, and I, I like the progression a lot. So I'm giving a seven. It is kind of funny we didn't talk about really at all that last sequence of oh, the weather is turning shit, and we're all gonna be like stranded in our little town with no hope of help coming in until the storm's over. And by the way, this is like when the monsters are monster at that point, as they think, is going to be like at the height of its fucking with us are so it has that sort of assault type build which is kind of interesting as yeah, opposed to a lot sure. of other creature features i mean i as something's revealed there's obviously going to be more of a climax but the way they do that with an assault on a location is kind of interesting so eh. yeah and like other creature features like this that aren't the kaiju ones like jaws i mean they all have to cut off resources like that it's just they all do it a little bit differently and i this one has to do it progressively like that and i like it oh yeah can you guys think of a horror movie in which people have like all of the resources like the resources just never get cut off none of it works yeah but those movies are all movies about people going crazy or you're not sure if they're going crazy or just nothing works you know Hmm. deep wow uh, it's funny that Jake was trying to talk us into like, or trying to like defend us from giving it a lower score. I gave it and a I seven gave it the lowest score. That's funny. <laughs> um, a, I, I, I'm pretty well established at this point that things that are based off of like local folklore and interesting concepts get higher stuff for me. So the fact that this uses the devil's footsteps to like tur- takes it's an unsolved kind of hokey mystery and turn it into a horror movie. And then also sort of tie in the Wendigo, even though that's kind of haphazard and whatever. But, it, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a Yeti. Um, I, I it, It's pretty good. The other thing that I, I'll bring up here, and Jake, you were, like, getting really close to it and never really got there. But the fact that the movie ends on a punchline yeah. is yeah. really, really great, right? So, so they've the, the, the whole time they think it's one monster. And then they stab it to death with the K-Bar. And then as they're like, oh, my God, we did it. We're safe now. We just have to wait for the reinforcements to arrive. Uh, Detective Donnie says, I shot mine in the shoulder. It took a chunk out of it. <laughs> and then and then it zooms out, and the church is, like, covered in, in yetis. That when type you, of... Your insistence type, on calling them yetis is really bothering I don't know why you think it's a yeti at all. <laughs> well, because that's the beer I'm drinking, so... Okay. <laughs> just trying to, He's trying to make it <laughs> Trying to make accurate. it work. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. It zooms out, it's covered in gremlins. Giant gremlins. Um, I, that type of ability to, to kind of, like, lead... Like, that's literally a punchline of a joke. And then they just cut to, to black. Like I said earlier, it just sort of ends. I actually really it's, like the way that story is delivered. Because everyone it's dies. figuratively the punchline of a joke. It is, not literally, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but my point is, that actually is a pretty interesting like narrative technique, and I like it, and that's what's working for the movie. The, what's not working for the movie, kind of as you guys touched on, is the environmentalism bullshit that they lead in with is very on the nose. Like, it, they basically, it's just Fern Gully, guys. It's just Fern Gully. <laughs> yeah, but Fern Gully's awesome. I don't disagree. Oh. Oh but my god. Ferngully happened in 1992. This movie adult, happened in 2014. It's adult fear Ferngully. 
<laughs> yeah, that's Did all Fern Gully happen in 92? I, I'm guessing somewhere in there. Wow. Let's do an on-air fact check. Those always go over I'd, well. I'd make a bet with you, but I do not know what year that movie came out. Well, okay, wait. Let's do this. No, I don't know. I'm not going to bet on that. Bet. Make the bet. Make the bet. In my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. That's it. Gambling. <laughs> Jake, you make the bet. Okay, 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 okay. We'll do this. Fight. Over, under. I'll make a bet with you, Mark. Over, under, June 1992. I'll let you pick. Under. Wait, okay. is under before or after? Under before. is before. It happened oh, before Jack, that. Jack's in now. I don't have to be in. Yeah. Okay. I, that gives me over. I'm pretty sure It's another lose. movie we're watching bet, right? I have to watch a movie? Yeah, this is, this is lose, a bottom one to... from HRR. Yeah, okay. Win can I can I add a writer to this? Maybe. If this was an early HRR, I'm not watching anything from Uncorked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling Mulligan I mean, if we if we draw an Uncorked card. Winner okay. picks. Okay, so so Jake, you gotta you gotta weigh in on this. When did Fern Gully come out? You're the well, he's not in on the bet. I'm, the that's bet what I'm saying. He's the me. unbiased third party. Oh, he's looking it up. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Hold on. Cue the Jeopardy soundtrack. Poker face. Um okay, so what were you guys what did you guys say? June twentieth, nineteen ninety-two. Well Mark, what did you say? Jake Jack took before June nineteen ninety-two. I took after June nineteen ninety-two. And we're talking we're talking North American release, I'm assuming. Yes. Whenever I got the VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> and you did not live in Australia, I don't think. Didn't live in Australia. Okay. Uh Jack wins. Yeah, I knew it. When did it come out? Blood Owl. April 10. 1992? Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. That was very oh, close. Oh, I'm so... Mm, I feel like I should have won that bet, because I actually said 1992. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck God. it. Tell me what I'm watching. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Your readiness is appalling. Fuck you. Okay. Check's like, I had to watch Monsterland. Screw you guys. Yeah, not even a bad one. <laughs> Ooh, Mark. I uh, I did what Jake did last time. I randomly clicked on a horror release roundup. This yeah, one happened to be from July of 2016. Okay. Aww. You get to watch a movie by a very famous director. Oh. You get to watch Yoga Hosers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Boy. I changed my mind. You have to watch Yoga Hosers, not get to. Oh, God. You get to watch Kevin Smith. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So that'll be fun for us. At least you're it's free to stream. I'm pretty sure I've seen that on something. Yeah, you're not. A, it's on Prime. <laughs> yeah. Honorable oh, man. God. Hopefully this is closer to Tusk than it was to anything else he's ever done. Except Clerks. Clerks there is were, good. Yeah, there were good movies. Well, okay, fine. There was Clerks. Hopefully it's fine. closer to Tusks, to Tusk and Clerks. <laughs> than... Uh, yoga the, hosers. Then the Halloween then, then it is to yoga hosers. <laughs> you already know it's bad. That's gonna be fun. Uh, I forgot where we this. were before all that betting shit. That's great. We're, we're we're making our way through, Jack. We're on immersion. We're at immersion. And oh, world building. world building and immersion is up next. Jake, ready for world building and immersion? Fairly immersed in this one. Uh, with an effective monster movie, they really have you going by each little bit that they give you. And I thought this had a pretty effective way of keeping you involved as it kind of progressed through this small town and following the different people and their kind of do nothing day jobs only to be 
you know, brought to the next reveal, next part of the reveal. I thought that was pretty cool. And I think the acting helped here as well. Uh, it was solid. And I think that that during those sequences where there wasn't anything that had to do with the monster whatsoever held it up because it could have gotten pretty boring otherwise. Uh, I'm going to go with a seven and a half. Yeah. I, I'm on board for that. I gave yeah. it a seven. Okay. I uh, I completely agree. I think it's it's very immersive. I was super sucked into what the fuck's happening, and I think a big part right. of this is how it builds. Like I said, the progression. The I want to know what the fuck if this is a hoax, if it's real. What the fuck is going on? There's footprints, then there's slashes, there's missing horses. Jack, I was there any point in this movie where you thought it was a hoax? Well, here's the thing, Mark. I actually didn't take a second to like step out and think about like no this is a movie there's definitely a monster i never had that thought that's i was with him okay i was immersed it was very immersive okay while i was watching it i didn't have that thought now sometimes when it would get super blue or something i would get pulled out of it (laughs) like yep this is a movie and there's definitely a monster coming up yeah that is is actually a good point i didn't even think about that i think that's actually speaks volumes to what this did right in the immersion department because it should have been way i did not think about the blueness which does take you out a bit for sure because you're like god why is this so blue good segue into mark's part i gave this a four and a half Mm -hmm. Uh, well that's certainly part of it yeah i i agree with you to a certain extent like this movie is it's it's a solid movie to watch it's well made it's well acted so that obviously goes toward the immersion score but Ultimately, when it comes to these movies, I kind of do, on the theoretical side, that goes to story. On the actual execution side, that goes to immersion. And execution-wise, you know, the first half of this movie is exceptionally blue. And (laughs) filled with a bunch of scenes of, man, your kid died. I'm sorry. That's sad. How sad is that? Are you really sad? Tell me how sad you are. Yeah. And then... When they actually do introduce the monster, and although I agree with you guys that the general slow reveal of the monster generally aids immersion, you also have the scenes, like I talked about earlier, where it's kind of haphazardly edited so that it's not... It's pretty apparent that they're trying to do like the slow reveal of the monster. And then mm-hmm. by the time they actually reveal the monster, it's a CG lizard demon... It might actually be Mr. Lizard from Spider-Man, or whatever the fuck his name was. The Lizard. The Lizard. (laughs) Dr. Kurt Connors. Yeah, it might actually be that guy, but cloned like 30 (laughs) times. He went off to live in the woods of New York, or wherever the fuck they are. Uh, He did live in the swamp for a little while. There was a crossover Spider-Man where they were trying to like redo Swamp Thing, where they tried to make the Lizard Swamp Thing. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to <laughs> go too far down care. that path. My my whole point is this is this is a good movie, and I'm underrating it. I guess just well, because I'm overall. being hard on it, but it has a lot of execution failures built into it. Oh no, no! You know what? The lizard fought Swamp Thing. Sorry, I just had to make that correction. Jake, what did you rate this thing for? Scare. <laughs> my God. Uh, this is very tied to what I talked about with immersion with its ability to slowly but surely build dread and build intrigue in what the monster is over the course of the movie. Um, there were several sequences there that I thought were 
pretty on they had him pretty on edge uh the sequence where he was outside of like you had mentioned earlier in the in the episode mark where they kind of use a cut to have the monster like steal the deer everything that was a good else scene. i like that everything scene. else about that scene i thought did a like really really good job with tension and i thought that it also did a great job in the sequence where the monster actually like entered the house and he and the kid were in the bathroom those yeah. are the two that really yeah. stand out to me but overall it did a good job i've mentioned it a few times with its ability to kind of build that dread. I'm going to give it a higher score than I, I think I thought that I was going to heading into this. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Yeah. Um, I following suit, I gave it a six. Like I, okay. I completely agree with everything you said. It's, it's just, it does riveting a stuff. good job of building. It. I don't, I don't have too much to add. So I'll just pass it on to Mark. I can't wait to give this thing the best overall score. I gave this a four and a half. <laughs> uh, look, I, I'm with you. I hear what you're saying. It does it does a good job of setting up set pieces, but ultimately, a just on a subjective level, monster movies aren't that scary. Some of them are. Jaws is really good, but you have to like really do it right. And b this blends yeah. woods though. And yeah, woods. The, anything in the woods, yeah, you got me. That's you fair. Got me. And yeah. and scare is easily our most subjective category. But B, I mean, once you reveal... Honestly, if these weren't just lizards, if they were a mammalian, I'd probably bump it up like a full point. The fact that these are <laughs> lizards really is fucking thing. asinine. Yeah. That's not I, how this works. I feel like, Mark, I'm, I'm like blocking the last three minutes of the movie from my memory. Me too. And Me too. Mark is like fucking remember it does have damn. hooves apparently even though it clearly had claws they say it has hooves hooves on the back feet claws on the front feet sure but no kind of lizard has hooves <laughs> what kind of, what kind of animal has different hands and feet <laughs> that's my humans? they evolved hooves on the south side and, and claws on the north hum- side human beings well no ours are basically the same they're shaped differently but it's they're the same like structure i don't have claws Shh. <laughs> well that's on you that's just because you're not trying hard enough oh, yeah that's true that is true effects <laughs> or judicious lack thereof it's not judicious yeah lack it thereof. doesn't get that benefit of the doubt at all yeah jake rated. oh it's me huh uh i'm giving it a three okay i don't have like a lot to say that we haven't mentioned so far like i'm i'm dinging it for the ultimate just absolutely fucking atrocious look of the monster. The fact that it was like, why would you make that executional decision in the first place that Mark just mentioned figuratively, not literally. And I'm dinging it for the blueness. Not a lot going on from like a sound design perspective either. Like it wasn't bad. That, that part's like a five. It's right down the fucking middle, but everything from a visual standpoint outside of like, the discretion they use, which is just part of a standard monster reveal. When they actually got down to brass tacks, it was just fucking not good. Yeah, well, in a shocking turn of events, I gave it a three also. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, the movie does not judiciously not use effects, and nope. when it does, it does it very poorly. That was so. a double negative, so I think you just said it uses judicious if lacks of effects. No, I said it uses effects, and when it does, they're terrible. Okay. It does not judiciously not use effects. Thank you for clarifying. Um, yeah, and, and the times it uses effects, they look like shit. So it's a bad score. It's a three. It didn't do anything cool with effects, and and it didn't know to not use them when it clearly couldn't. That's bad all around. Mark. <laughs> I was apparently really mad at this movie when I rated it. I don't remember being mad, but I definitely rated it as though I was mad. I gave it a two. 
<laughs> that's which, a very low that's score. a pretty low score i it deserves to be at least a three like you guys gave it but whatever but I'm you're gonna with stick my with it? wait wait <laughs> i like it what? i like it i'm it's not like there's that much like of a it. difference between two and a three i mean really I, i'm on board there i mean there is on our our rubric mark oh yeah that thing that i put together that you guys like never look at yeah i'm well, looking at it dumb. right now it's hilarious i just want to see what you said for that hold on go ahead do a read aloud for the listener <laughs> or don't that's good too this, this good radio <laughs> i'm not on it you call my bluff <laughs> <laughs> look i we've already uh, this already kind of poked itself into other categories <laughs> and as much as i don't like to penalize a movie multiple times for issues uh, god you if you're gonna do effects you gotta have a good monster and the monsters look terrible it's god awful cg the last scene from like a story standpoint, you go out on that on that literal punchline, but it you know when you zoom out to the church and it's covered in like CG monsters, it looks kind of it looks really bad. Are you in the process of giving your overall right now? The weird. I already said it was a two. No, your overall. The effects you're, is a two. No. Oh, I'm so not. you're you're just still talking. I'm talking about effects. You, I, I thought you'd already. I was waiting for you to read about the fucking two. rubric. I thought you'd already you just, given your reason. <laughs> Look, the effects are bad. Still talking. That's it. That's all I got to say about it. <laughs> Jake, overall, this movie. It's a hard movie to review overall. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, my numbers put it at just below a six, Jack, but it goes out to like the thousandth. And oh, I know you fuck. hate me if I just went with the numbers. I don't, I don't feel like the numbers really do it justice, though. I had a better time watching this movie than the ratings I would be able to like compile into a mathematical score it just has a bit of a tilt which i think is it goes back to the reason i picked the movie which is i saw it and i thought that it does a pretty good job of your by the book this is how you go about a monster reveal i like things in the woods i thought that it had interesting although i didn't necessarily enjoy it environmental commentary acting was good um a real shame there at the end, which is going to keep it from the like higher score. So I'm going to give it probably a half point. I'd say a tilt six and a half. Yeah. Um, I I'm giving it a seven. I, I really enjoyed this movie. It's a really enjoyable watch. Um, there's definitely stuff you can pick apart, but I, I guess that's giving it a little bit of a tilt up for me. I just, I liked this thing from start to finish. Jack's giving it a tilt I'm... because it had a K bar. That's exactly right. I think it's mostly the acting and the K bar. On, uh, Admit that it's at least part. some K bar. The K bar took me out of it a little bit. If there had just been a K bar, but the amount it focused on the K bar was heavy. Plus, I'm not a big fan of the brown K bar with no serrations on the oh bottom of the blade. I prefer God. the like inch or so of serration on the bottom of the blade. But Golly. that's beside the point. So this seven mark. Asinine. So I guess my earlier prediction was wrong. I, I figuratively gave this the lowest score of the three of us. I gave it a six. Oh I, I God, think I that's literal. So that is literally <laughs> the lowest score. You I think we. I I think that uh, we we're all kind of in the same boat on this, which I think is important to note. Like we're all about a point away from each other, right? So uh, this is this is a good movie. Get past the effects, the concept. Well, the and good the thing story is you don't have to belabor the. You don't have to like sit there on the effects. Just the effects are really bad. Just just make sure you're drunk by the very end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just be in the state where you can make fun of it for being exceptionally blue for the first half of the movie for some reason. That is not oh, yeah, explained. You kind of have to be on a weird buzz for that, though. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, drop a bunch of LSD and then pitch a pitch a no hitter, <laughs> and then watch this movie. Yeah, Jake. No, you went already. That's it. <laughs> that's, I guess that's how we're going out. That's how we're ending it. <laughs> that's a good place to say to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Except for the fact that you guys have to talk to us about beers and buddies and yes and no and ooh yeah oh yeah um, every week you forget it's tremendous. I do. It's a good segment. I like it. It's new. I still haven't gotten used to it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's what's not been walking your horror world, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> you should get drunk and watch this movie with your buddies because of the progression that it paints. Like I, I think it's really fun to go along with the hoof prints then scratches on the thing like a horse getting stolen it's coming a little bit closer and closer into town i think that's fertile ground for good watching and discussion of what kind of monsters are scary what party are you at where people are screaming about horses getting stolen (laughs) almost every party i've ever been to with you two idiots (laughs) that's true (laughs) yeah Um, i just think that's like fertile discussion for the kind of shit like of what would freak you out? You know, like seeing something in the background, how quickly it comes to the foreground. I, I think that's really good and provides a lot of ground for discussion. So that's why. Because it's good. Watch it because it's good. That's deep. A stunning endorsement. That's <laughs> deep. Uh, okay, why you shouldn't watch this? Well, because the effects are, are pretty bad. And if if that's what you're looking for, you can find a better like B movie to watch. You should watch... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You should watch uh, The Monster Squad. Both of those are similar <laughs> movies that have campy effects no, not. that are fun to watch. Those movies are not <laughs> similar at all. Also, <laughs> probably because you don't want to like weigh down your party with a bunch of talk about that kid that died. That's better. This is a better argument you're making. It's a, it's a serious movie. Not a bad one to sit down and watch by yourself, but if you're going to put this on with your buddies... You know, bring a tissue box. Because oh Jack's going to cry for like three hours. Yeah, how much time did you spend cry crying? Well, it's sad. <laughs> it's a sad movie. <laughs> oh, okay. The, yeah, the happiest part is actually like the part at the end when everyone dies. But you're like, <laughs> that was funny. That was kind of funny and clever. The happiest so part is when they're talking about Pecker. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets you happy like dick talk. <laughs> Can we exactly leave? Right. Can we that's leave, exactly please? right. Let's get the fuck to, out. To play Jack's card, that's why you should watch it with your buddies, is because you'll start using the word pecker in conversation all over the place. Yeah, we're leaving. Okay. That's not going to help you. That will never help you. This was episode 35 of the A to Z Horror cast. To check out everything we have going on, head over to A to Z Horror.com or look down there in the links in the description below and you'll see pretty much everything you need to hit us up on social which means either on twitter or on the horamino app like jack mentioned at the top of the episode go check out everything that's going on over at the phantom podcast network downrightcreepy.com slash phantom a lot of good shit over there cannot recommend it enough and next week we're gonna be coming at you with another change of pace we're heading back to well kind of a weird decade 85 to 95 because someone thought they were getting cute (laughs) And we're gonna take Fuck a you, we're gonna take a look at a movie that I think is definitively a classic, but does not get enough recognition. As Jack had mentioned earlier in the episode about another movie, we're looking at Candyman. Yeah, we are. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Candyman. Can.
proud to live. So proud to die. <laughs> I need to listen to that song more. <laughs>